A uniquely and wonderfully human experience is the study of history. With the study of history, we have to wrestle with so many things. We have to wrestle with our effort to seek the truth when there are different, sometimes even totally oppositional narratives about the same event. We have to wrestle with the facts also that because things happened in the past, they also impact what's happening in the present and will happen in the future. History exposes us to both the heights of the human condition, but also its absolute depths. Studying history allows us to have insights into the reality of the human experience, our own faith, our own families, in fact. As wonderful and as meaningful, at least for me personally, the study of history is, the study of history can also be very challenging for us because it exposes us to the roots of our human experience and existence. Studying something gets even harder as it becomes closer, as it gets closer to us. For instance, one of the things I love to do is is to study history, and especially the history of the early 20th century, and I just find it fascinating to study the things of the communism and and the fascism and the wars and all of that, but then I realize something in the midst of all of that. That as my, fa- my grandfather, not my father, my grandfather, when he was under fire in the Second World War, could have very easily died because of that war. And all of a sudden, as much as I love the study of the history of it all and all the things that happened and, and, how they teach, and what they teach us today, it also becomes very close to home that had that German who was aimed at my grandfather aimed a millimeter to the left or to the right, I would not be here. But not only that, as it gets even closer, as I study the things that I really love, I study the church, and I see the beauty and the wonder of it, and I also see the terrible things that people do in the name of God and on behalf of the church. And I know priests and bishops who have done terrible things. And it makes me question, why would I even follow after this at all? And maybe perhaps a little uh, tongue-in-cheek here, as a fan of Indiana football, as excited as I am for the new football coach, I also hold in tension the reality of the, the, the entire history of Indiana football. <laughs> it tempers my expectations moving forward, and there's no one who prays more for successful football than our, than our priestly team here at St. Paul's. But that's the reality of it all, isn't it? When we study history, we see that tension. And the hardest history, brothers and sisters, for us to study is our own, and especially our family's history. Because we see in that the beauty and the wonder of it all, but we also see the heartbreak and the heartache that it is to be a human being and to be a member of a family and all that that's wonderful, but all that that's difficult. In our work with our college students here at St. Paul's, we hold and we talk about this often as priests, that one of the realities we face is that our young people, the majority of them, their families are broken if they ever were together at all. And that's a challenge, that's a reality, that's a difficulty. As wonderful it is when you are able to overcome difficulty, there's always that tension and that that baggage that we hold. And then when we look at our own life, we look at the mistakes that we've made. Aren't we all our worst and harshest critic? Yesterday, well, my my little sister sent me a text yesterday. My dad digitized some of our family videos. And my sister texted me yesterday and she said, do you want to see some Christmas videos from the family? And she emailed me the video of our Christmas morning as a family from two, uh, when I was a freshman in college. And that was 20 years ago. 
And the first thing that happened when I saw that video is I thought of all of the mistakes that I made when I was 19 years old and all of the terrible decisions that I would make in the subsequent years, chasing after illustrious and passing things. I love my life as a priest. In one way, I wouldn't change anything because it led me here. It led me to be with you. And yet the first thing that comes to my mind when I look at myself in that video from 20 years ago, oh, what a terrible decision I was about to make or just had made. The study of our history is such a challenge. It's so brutal. Today we celebrate that God comes into our human history. And not into the heights of it, not into the glory of it, but into the depths and the bowels of our broken humanity. He comes not in glory seated on a throne of gold, but in a manger in the silence of a backwoods town outside of the major city to a poor mother and father. He comes into this world not on, with, we see it in Luke's gospel, glory to God in the highest, the angels singing, but who, to whom do they sing? Shepherds, the lowest of the low. When we look at our history, we also look and see that God comes into that. He experiences that. His own family was a train wreck, but also glorious. The best of his ancestors was David the king, who murdered a man so that he could have his wife. That's the family that Jesus enters into. That's the story of redemption. God comes into our history into the lowest and most difficult moments so that we can be saved. The prophet Isaiah says it so beautifully in that first reading. No longer are you forsaken, but you are espoused. You are beloved, and I shall sing the praises of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, when we allow the story of Jesus Christ to become my story, the story of my redemption, my renewal, the glory of God being made manifest in the darkness and in the difficulty, we cannot help but sing the good news of Jesus Christ. St. Paul, we heard in that second reading, singing the story of God incarnate. And St. Paul was a man who had consented to the murder of Stephen, who had persecuted the church, and yet he looks and he sees at the craziness of this world, the craziness of redemption, and yet he loves it and he sings that story. Jesus desires not to be apart from our story, but to be totally immersed in our story. He loves our brokenness. He loves your pain. He loves your wounds. He has come to heal and he has come to save. And so what must we do as his beloved sons and daughters, as we desire for the story of redemption to be the story of our future, for the story of healing, of new life in Christ, of love, peace, joy, and happiness? I often turn to that beautiful song, O Holy Night. What's the first thing we must do? Fall on your knees. Acknowledge and accept Jesus Christ into your life and into your heart. That same Jesus who came into a manger in Bethlehem, unseen, unheralded, and unknown, he comes to you every time you come to Holy Mass in the Eucharist. And he comes to you not in the greatness of your life, not in the wonders and the joys of how amazing you are, but he comes to heal, to lift you up, 
to give you hope in those moments of hopelessness, to give you joy in those moments of doubt and difficulty. He comes to you. But we must accept and acknowledge Him. We must offer our lives in response to Him. We must invite Him into our lives. The Lord can do anything, and yet He chooses in creating us and in creating this world to give us free will. And He never forces us to do anything. He invites, He encourages, but we must open the door. We must let Him in and choose to follow Jesus. And not only do we do that by admitting and acknowledging that we love you, Jesus. Come into my heart, Jesus. We must acknowledge our need for Jesus. Jesus comes into your reality. I would love to be able to stand up here and to say how wonderful and perfect I was growing up. I was none of those things. My mother and father would be willing to come and speak for hours on end about how terrible I was and how difficult I made their lives for so many years. In fact, they've offered several times to do so. (laughs) But I'm here because I brought my brokenness to Jesus. And he healed that. And he continues to heal that. It is an ongoing renewal and a making my story one with Christ. It's a new life that starts each and every day. We invite Jesus into our lives. We acknowledge him when we wake up in the morning. We say, Jesus, I love you. I offer all of this for you. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my life. Be a part of this story. Jesus, I am broken. I am hurting. I am in need of you. I love you. When we do that, when we wake up or before we go to bed or when we kneel down to pray, amazing things happen in our life. Because our story becomes one with the incarnate word of God. And as the prophet Isaiah says, the word of God is effective. It never returns to God void and undone. When we accept that word into our heart, when we receive that, when we acknowledge it, it changes everything. We also need to recognize not only this internal gift of self, we need the Lord in a real way. Our church in this U.S. is going through this Eucharistic revival. And we're being encouraged to put the Eucharist at the center of our life. To acknowledge through our participation at the Mass that we love Jesus, that we need Jesus, and that we believe He is present. Body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament and in the Precious Blood. When we do this, brothers and sisters, our story, crazy, difficult, confusing as they may be, becomes something wonderful and something beautiful. They become something that gives glory, not to our own ego or our vanity, but to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, who comes in silence, who comes into our hearts, who comes into the ugly, nasty, terrible stories of this life and makes them beautiful and heals them. Because the generosity of God, we are never, God is never outdone in generosity. He is coming to us tonight. He is knocking at the door of our hearts. He wants our story to be something that is beautiful and wonderful. He wants our story to be mag- his story and our story to magnify his glory in the world. It starts in silence. It starts in a manger. It starts right now. Yes, Lord, we love you. Yes, Lord, we believe in you. Yes, Lord, we believe that you have come to save and that you are 
with us.